Um, who's going to kick off? Who's going? We, Amelia, were you already talking about your deep training? Do you want to hit your hit us with your updates first? Okay, why not? I was talking about my sore glute, which just had four needles in it. My Epsom salt bath to try and relax, which is not a smartest idea right behind before a podcast. And now we're going to have to try and keep her awake for another hour. Yeah. Be entertaining, Emma. Be entertaining. Late Sunshine Coast time. Um, My week, I guess I am now 10 days-ish. Yeah, 10 days pre-Ironman. So I feel like I've done most of the hard work. A couple more, like, steadiest sessions. Um, oh, what did I have that was... To be honest, I kind of, at the start, I feel like I peaked and I've had a few more kind of just sessions i go i guess a few weeks out you start to get excited for race day and maybe had enough so people wanted to hear about the bad sessions so there are definitely a few bike rides where i waited until maybe 2 3 p.m to start which is the latest you can start before you're riding in the dark so um those were fun and a lot of the time there's like the bike sessions have a little bit of intensity um, like 30 seconds or even just like a block of 20 minutes or 40 minutes at the end of the session. Um, it's kind of funny because often I feel good after I've done the high intensity work and then I'm I'm done. Um, but yeah, kind of rewarding. And also I guess it's plays on you. You know that even if you're having a bad day, you get up and you do it and it's sort of done um but also messes with your nutrition and shops still being open what time do shops close there well one of those rides was a six hour ride so i think i started at 12 30 and i got to the town at uh 4 45 p.m and the shop was closing at five your shops close at 5 p.m <laughs> the only shop open left in that town oh, but i guess there's a gas station so i would have got found something no, okay, so that is little rural towns. Okay, not, I was going to say, like, what kind of is Australia? Like, 5 p.m.? <laughs> like, the end of, you know, here they have, like, siesta time at, like, one thirty till 4.30, and then shops reopen at 4.30 till, like, 9 p.m. That's a whole other thing to deal with, though. Siesta time is prime time. <laughs> That's, it's caught me off guard as well, but... Yeah, it's 5 p.m., wow. But I feel like Australia and South Africa are more similar. Like the early, you know, like I discovered the other week, we came home late, late from an evening race and Uber Eats shuts before 10 o'clock. Like this, the app, like, won't deliver. Oh, at 10 p.m. Yeah. That is quite late. No way. That's so early. In in Spain, yeah. the app's, like, opening. <laughs> yeah. In Spain, it's like trying to find a, trying to find a place to reserve a table for dinner yeah. before eight pm. There's one, I think there are one or two places in town which open before eight pm for dinner. It's yeah. crazy how you just adapt to whatever environment you're in. Pronto, <laughs> no, we just don't eat out because I'm like, oh no, eight pm. I need to be in bed by then. Well, but even race times, even race times. So the UK, I'm doing a ten k at nine thirty on Sunday. Everyone's like, that's so early. The race here on Sunday started at 6 a.m. 
What, the half marathon so you casually did? Might- yeah, casual, casual. But then Miami, 6 p.m. is the start time. And Singapore yeah. is like 2 p.m., Ooh. which is going to be so brutal because that's like the heat of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the girls are after the boys in Miami. Are they? Mm-hmm. So, Amelia, you're not being lazy leaving for your bike late. You're being Singapore ready. Yeah. Adapted. It's Adapted. a little bit unfortunate that New Zealand is three hours ahead, but we will and, work it out. And I'm guessing that's like a 5 a.m. start as well in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. something like that. New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. Yeah, it'll be like a midnight wake-up for us day. When the sun comes up, you have to have your head torch in transition. Oh, yeah. That is a really – that's a top tip. Always pack a head to- torch. There we go. She's writing that one down, Emma. Full of top tips today. The <laughs> Norma Alcatraz tips, but that one, she's got it. <laughs> we should do an Emma's top tips segment. Yeah, got many down my sleeve. Um, so, Amelia, if you are riding late, does that mean you've done stuff in the morning or you've been resting your legs? Um, yeah, I normally start the day with swim squad, which is pole opposite. So that starts at 5.30. Um, and I normally have a nap afterwards real real pro athlete beautiful um even just bought a brand new hammock positioned perfectly half sun half shade why <laughs> optimal optimal mapping situation um what do people want to know people want to know about our sessions so swim wise still been doing we this monday we normally do the heart rate sessions which are hundreds this week we had 300s, nine 300s on five minutes was the main set, descending one to three. I quite enjoyed that. When you say heart rate session, is that like based on heart rate? Uh, I guess most of the time, no, it's more like slightly longer rest. So like a 20 or 30 100s on two minutes, best effort you can hold for the duration. Ouch. That is a hard set. That two minute, two minute for hundreds as well. Is that like awful point where you're like just recovering so you can go hard again, and it's yeah. not just like sit at threshold. It's like oh no, I have to go above that. Yeah, there's really no excuse to to not give it your all. Um, so that's quite good. And there's normally we've normally got a few lanes. So you sort of position yourself so you can race each other, which is quite fun. Get that extra second out on the way to the wall. And run-wise, I finished my double run days. Um, probably my favorite session, which I think David had actually talked about on a podcast before, is the 50 minutes at race pace, kind of utilizing visualization tactics. Um, so I normally ride my bike down to the waterfront, do my warm-up over a few hills, and then there's sort of a flat footpath that runs parallel with the beach that I do that on. And who who are you visualizing you were running around? Who is Alex well, dressed? <laughs> <laughs> I wish he came. I really needed a water boy on the bike. Oh. So freaking hot. Lame. Um uh, what was I visualizing? Okay. Um I guess like the finish line, being around people, and then it's insert like little surges to drop people or go through the aid station 
The finish line is a good visualization point. Are you, are you dropping them through the aid station? That's a dirty tactic. Is it? Well, I wasn't knocking the cups off or anything. <laughs> um, but sorry, in, on a serious note, top tip from Emma again. Um, don't rely on the boys as a water boy because I did a long run in Lanzarote. Jared was meant to be my water boy on a scooter. He's like, yeah, I'll give you a 20-minute head start. I'm like an hour and 15 into my run dying. And he didn't realize my run was outside of the scooter zone. So <laughs> he couldn't get to me. So, yeah, just take it on water, man. It wasn't anything to do with breaking more of his sunglasses, Emma. Oh, yeah, it could have, yeah, there could have been something that I'd done wrong that week. <laughs> Life happens, eh? Exactly. So you ran with your bottles. Yeah, I took a little flask and um, also know where all the water fountains are. Well, one water fountain is. Fancy. Yeah. Water water fountains on the prom. Yeah. The east coast of Australia. Yeah, the water is, the water is drinkable at the – we're lucky. We don't even yeah. drink, like, the water out of our taps here. Yeah, that is a real reality into how much water you consume when you have to buy those yeah. bottles of When you have to, like, lug six litres of water across every day and you're like, did I really get through another six-litre bottle of water? Yep, I did. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, who wants to go next on their training week? Was that your training week? That was okay. Well, those were my favorite sessions in my worst. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get my um calendar out to recall the proper week. No, to be honest, mine's mine's actually no longer than that. Um, Emma, what was your week like? Did you throw in another cheeky run with the boys on the weekend? Then I did. I did two runs with the boys. Um, we did a Friday night. They have a 10k Valentine's Valentine's night run um so the thing is here so it's at altitude it's hot and there's nowhere flat so to motivate our athletes to like do these races because they're never going to get like fast fast times so we always have like little competitions within the club like people taking people on having bets whatever so mine and jared's bet was the weekend before we did a bike race so we were going to take our combined and then the week after we were doing this 10K race and this half marathon race. So we were going to take our combined times. Winner takes all, loser has to do a dog bowl at our end of year party. Um, and then in the bike race, like he was hoping for a comfortable kind of 10 minute lead on me. Um, and we were four minutes. He beat me by four minutes. Um and then, yeah, so he kind of changed the bet a little bit. He said it was the 10K time we had to combine, um, but it was fine. I think I still beat him by six minutes. So, um, yeah, at end of year, I'm going to be walking him on a lead down the um, in front of everyone who is a little dog bowl to lick up his tequila. Um, we can do a similar bet between us if if you want. That's okay. I <laughs> That doesn't sound like a fun bet, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I, I normally only bet with him when I feel like quite confident. But um, this one I was a little bit worried about. But um, in the bike race, we started with the men. And bike racing is hard, hey? Like these guys, mm-hmm. they were just attacks, attacks. Um, it's like and the, you didn't really the peaks play. at that top end that we like don't really do that much of. 
yeah, to go into it tired. So I did a long run. I did a 28K on the Saturday. Then this bike race was on the Sunday. Um, and yeah, it was pretty savage. But I went race like I have to do the hilly ones because otherwise, I don't know, the the races. You've done bike races, hey, Amelia? I just don't like being in those packs. Like I'm trying to learn to handle my bike well at speed. But oh, when there's like 20 million wheels around you, it's not my game. You really appreciate the like 20 meter rule. You're like, why is everyone so close to you? Why are they touching my handlebars? Yeah. 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 And your heart rate like jumps. You're just not relaxed in that situation. Well, I'm not relaxed in that situation. So my heart rate like jumps just from like someone nudging me. Whereas yeah. everyone else is just like very cool and calm about that. And I guess there's only one way to get better at it. I think the fatigue is different. Like when you're, if you are mentally so concentrated about when there's going to be a break, if you've got to follow it, where you've got to be in the peloton, that that mental fatigue is like mm. plays such a big component in draining you as the actual physical <laughs> exertion of your legs. That's that's what I find hard about the tech. Like I feel like every single break is going to get away. So every single break, like. You're trying to chase down. Yes. (laughs) And then you screw your legs. Like, but it's good. It's good on fatigue. Like, I, yeah, I think I got a bit of top empire from that. Um, And then we had a fairly hard week. So then more of a recovery long Monday. Tuesday, I did a key brick session. Just, yeah, kind of haven't done many brick sessions this like block. so I guess it's still early season. Trusting Tim knows what he's doing. Um, and yeah, that was hard. That was like increasing uh, in the bars work every 10 minutes, um, adding power onto it and then running off 5K, 20 minutes, like just good turnover. Do you normally run off the bike like on every on a weekly basis? No, like I haven't, I haven't done that much. Like in season, like when it's like, I'd say we do it two, two times a week. And then I've only been doing it like max once a week. Um, then, cause I had this night race on Friday and the race on Sunday, we kind of use that as like, we've done it before where then Saturday will be a hard brick just to get like a really hard three days in a row. Um, yeah, so then this has been the first week of this block that I've done it twice. Mm. Uh, you ran off the bike, Imogen. Um, yeah, probably like for the last one month, maybe once a week. But it varies between – sometimes it's almost just to get like another run session without wasting too much time. So it's not necessarily like a hard run. It could just be like a 40-minute just leg turnover as opposed but then sometimes it's like more race specific if that makes sense it depends if it's like a key brick session or if it's a bit further out and not so key yeah I feel I feel like it kind of keeps you honest on the nutrition as well because like mm-hmm. I was thinking I was like fueling my long bikes well and it's only when you run off that you realize if you haven't yeah yeah, like I had one two weeks ago and I thought I'd like nailed my fueling. And then I was I got in the lift up to the apartment and I was like, oh my God, I need to make a gel before I go out on this because otherwise I'm going to be walking home. 
And <laughs> I was like, oh, I definitely need to improve on getting into some more carbs. But yeah, you're right. It keeps you and the hydration as well, because otherwise you can just get home and like drink a couple, like rehydrate normally. But if you're going out running and it's relatively warm or very warm where you both are, then you can't hide from that. Yeah, and it's not all that healthy to drink two liters of water when you get get home all in one go. No, there's a definite <laughs> goldfish bowl effect going on after that. <laughs> From experience. <laughs> uh, do yeah. you do a lot of running off the bike, Amelia? I do hardly any. I tend to alternate like solid run day, solid bike day. In this Ironman block, I almost don't think I've done any. Mm. sometimes I don't feel like I need it but sometimes it's like I'd I'd really like to be more comfortable with that or especially like if I have, haven't raced for a while it's nice to have done a few just that sensation of dead leg before and not being like concerned about it you kind of normalize it I guess yeah I guess just one or two sessions to bring back the familiarity but at the same time if there is any like issues with nutrition or niggles, then you don't want to sort of amplify that by doing it, you know? Like it's safe but not to. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard on the body to run off if you have messed up somewhere along the lines. Yeah, you have to be able to be like strict on yourself and be like, no, this like that was the plan, but ultimately I should not be doing that today. Mm. But you're right. Mentally, if you feel like you need it, then do it. But at the same time, we've been doing bike run for a fair few years. There's truth to that. Truth. So how was your 10K, Emma? Valentine's um, 10K. Yeah. 10K was good. So we 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 started this run group um, and we took the guy. So we had a little run race and the prize was we were taking the winner from that. We entered him in this 10K. So we went and picked him up and we were like, yeah, just like run, run steady with me for the first 5K. It's his first ever race. He's 17, so he's still a junior. Um, and um, then, yeah, if you feel good, like kick on the, the second 5K. Um, and, yeah, he went off like a bullet. I think there were about 10, 10 lead guys went ahead. And then, um, yeah, I caught him about 7K. He ran with me for maybe... 500 meters and then I was like dude he I didn't want to say like anything but he was the one that told me to go so um yeah he I was more impressed with it like 37 minutes for his first 10k he came in the end it's not bad um yeah won the juniors was proper so that was kind of highlight of my evening um but yeah won the women's and it was fun Got my over four minutes on Jared. Happy days. <laughs> that, was that the real win? <laughs> yeah. But like we, we'd we had a proper training week and I think that's, I don't know, it just seems in this time of year, like it seems to work for me racing tired. Like, I don't know, I feel like I get a lot of strength, maybe as well because they're hilly races. So you don't have that same like um, speed of leg turnover and impact like it's more a strength kind of race. So I feel like it works well doing that on fatigue. Like the injury risk is super minimum. And yeah, I just, I don't know. We've done it the last couple of years and it's it's worked. So 
we're kind of sticking with it. And um, yeah, I was happy. Good Saturday, half marathon. Um, the, the South African women, there's about five, I think four of them now that have won the, that have run the Paris time for marathon. So they're all competing for three spots. And one of the girls is at this race. So I just held on to her like as long as I could and then blew up pretty hard the last 4K. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was Fair painful, enough. but I survived. Do you think if you did like a run specific block, you could make the South African half marathon Olympic trial time or Olympic like requirement, meet the requirement? So Olympics is no half marathon, so I'd have to step up to marathon. Oh, I guess, and yeah. I don't know. It's like I do want to do one, but like I want to do it properly. What is their marathon requirement? Uh, two twenty six. So yeah, the one thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think like I'm trying to think of how many GB girls have run that. Um, What's but, the GB time then? Is it different? Uh, I think also, so theirs is also 126, but the difference with them is it's not like the fastest time goes. They have a trial race at London Marathon, um, uh. which is kind of fair because this, so this girl, so three of us raced the half marathon three weeks ago and two of them, um, the girl that came first that I raced again this time, uh, she's got a one, she's sitting on a 126. Uh, so she's got the qualifying time, but then the two twenty six, uh, two twenty six. Sorry, yeah. And then this girl she beat in that race went and ran a fast Seville this weekend and ran one twenty five. But that's like, yeah, you sh- there should be one event because you can't. The mm. parameters like vary so much: the winds, the temperatures, the course, like the altitude. So many different things to vary that you can't really compare someone's time. 100%. on a fast flat course compared to like oh shoot it's meant to be a fast flat course but that day happened to be super windy so it's suddenly not the same thing and I like about the the GB selection is that like they're all there on one day like yeah you've yeah. got to have the qualifying time but then it's the top placings from the time from the trial yeah. like you, you're running like, ahead it seems like a fair way to do it and like okay ultimately there's no perfect way to do it someone might be injured and therefore not be able to perform that day but then it's sport you have to be able to peak and not be injured so and also Um, if you look at the gap between April and August like if you're injured in April it's a big ask to get back to the form that the girls are are already building on to get to mm -hmm. kind of so yeah I think April August that's a fair kind of thing but but one day like I'd like to try and I don't know running still like I get so excited like watching all these girls and yeah there's a good and and I feel like it thrives when there's five of them competing for three spots like everyone's upping their game and South African women's endurance running is like strong like in a good place yeah I feel they build each other up a lot eh? so their trials are in April no, so GB trials in April, South African just, I think, closing is June for times, and then they just take one, two, three top times. So they don't know until, like, after June whether or not they got their Olympic, 
which is crazy because by June, it's like almost got into the sponsor window where they can't even, where sponsors yeah. can't even post about their athletes anymore. Mm. Amelia's like, I feel they're playing with race planning. Feel it. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Um, okay, Emma, your week. My or week. Two weeks. Uh, two weeks. Guys, it's been so long. Um, uh, where to start? Okay, I guess I start, like, I had a good week the week before last um and I finished with I ran the Barcelona half marathon under someone else's bib name because it had sold out um and someone got injured so I kind of stepped in in last minute um but that was quite fun it was a female um so I didn't have to have a a sex change (laughs) or anything um it was all good (laughs) I didn't (laughs) But it was under a very uh, a name which I'll be honest, a wonderful name. But I did have to be told several times how to say it correctly. So <laughs> rather than having like the Imo, which is pretty straightforward, it was it was fun having an interesting name. Um, but yeah, so that was really fun, and there was like it was a huge event, like twenty eight thousand people running or something, which was. I don't think I've I think I've done one race that's been that big before so it was really cool like just you're almost running in a like herd the whole way around which is quite cool um and yeah I ran nothing nothing special um but for me it was a it was a decent time and it was kind of more like I'd done a heavy week up until that and so similar to you Emma was just kind of running on tired legs and seeing how it went um which was okay Triathlon specific, that's what we got to do, run on tired legs. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Like the night before, the, the evening before I'd been doing like an over-under session on the home, on the indoor trainer. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun tomorrow morning <laughs> when I wake up at five for this. <laughs> well, half marathon, did you take a gel in the race? I did. Oh. But I run, I, I'm just- not as fast as you, so I've got like an extra bit of time. Um, but I'm glad I did because because it was uh, – I'm glad I did because, like, we left home quite early. So we left here at, like, before 6 and the race didn't start till 8.30. And so, like, I had my main breakfast before 6. And then I had, like, a banana just before racing, but I did need something extra. Like, I'm glad I had that. What's, what does um, your main breakfast consist of? um i think i had like a bagel with jam and a protein shake very exciting oh protein before you run do you not have like, that it was like two and a half hours uh, before i would be in the portal 10 times what are you gonna have two and a half hours before your race yeah what do you have top tip from emma white rice and fructose and fructose quartz string yeah. fructose like um like uh like you get it in those packets it's, i guess it's it's like sugar but it's like especially you know you have the two types of sugar yeah yeah it's that one that is like takes a little bit How longer much? to break would you have that before uh like a race uh iron man half iron man as well same thing ideally but i find like i try not to get too into it because it's hard sometimes to find white rice in a hotel, whereas I know I can always get my white bread. 
So my white bread and jam is like my very staple. And then bonus, if I can have my white rice, travel with my fructose. <laughs> I always think like airport, airport security must look at like our suitcase and be like, what are they all traveling with? Like, what are all these powders and like packets of <laughs> random liquids? <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, a gel, a gel has fructose in, so yeah, that's also. I just it's a well, it some gels, not all gels. Oh, some gels. Sorry, precision yeah. hydration. You just have your gel. Squeeze your gel over the rice if you got desperate. Mm. Just don't look at it. <laughs> Caffeine gel. <laughs> don't even need to have oh, a coffee. Yeah, can't do. Caffeine, protein, fiber. Uh. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. But then, like, if you have a training run, can you not have protein before? Do you not have protein before, only after? Yeah, definitely after. God, you look horrified by the thought concept of protein before. Yeah. You must have guts of steel. Yeah, I have start my day with protein every single day, no matter what. I promise you, I do not have guts of steel, but that I can handle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought of it. No, sorry. Hmm. Wow, you're worse than me, Emma. That's impressive. Okay. But there was no quarter stops on your half marathon? No. No, but at the beginning, there were like, there were, for the whole race, all I could, all I could find was six Portaloos. 28,000 people. In the middle of Barcelona? In the middle of Barcelona. I was like, the number of people who must just be like doing God knows what on buildings in the park. I was going to say, was it dark? It was not dark. So, well, I guess we do that for Brown's imagination. Well, I mean, everyone's running, right? So, yeah, someone's caught caught that uh, caught me before in so before Mallorca. Like, I was desperate. I really needed a wee, so I just ran down some random thing, had a quick wee, didn't think anything of it, and then like six months later. Uh, I met someone they're like yeah I saw I saw you go for a wee before Mallorca like down that I was like oh geez like eyes everywhere don't do it yeah in Europe <laughs> I didn't I waited for the portaloo <laughs> <laughs> even though I didn't even have my name on my bib I waited for the portaloo, <laughs> portaloo. Good job, good job. <laughs> we're very impressed uh but yeah well thank you I suppose um, One last question. Did you run in Rocket X2 or the new CLOs? I ran in the new CLOs. Ooh. So the fun. next day, They're fun. your legs weren't trashed? They weren't trashed. And it was like a concrete, yeah, pure concrete. And I had only ever run like half of two track sessions with them, like short track sessions with them before. So I was, it was a risk. And it's kind of why I wanted to... I was like tempted into doing the race in the first place was because obviously we've just received these pretty nice um, new shoes from Hoka and race shoes, which I'm planning on racing in, but I'd never done like a long run in them, mm. a long, hard run, obviously. So I was like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to test them out. Um, so that's, that was another thinking into why I was doing the event in the first place. What's the improvement on the old race shoes? just they feel so different. just general speed just like amazingness 
But I don't know. I, I get super into a shoe. And so my test was on the Sunday. Like, I love my Rocket Xs. I do, don't want to part with them. So I ran them on the Sunday and then on the Friday because my friend was like, seriously, you've got to run in this yellows on the first race because she was like, the next day my legs were still, like, beautiful. Like, recovery was strong as. Um, so I did that, like 10K in the CLOs. And again, legs not so sore. Um, then I don't, I don't know, know what it is. It's like you kind of, I think with the shoe, I found that you kind of naturally use all of your foot a bit more. Not all of it, obviously, but like you don't, you're not, I don't like smash down. Like it's, it's a more like fluid motion through your foot, I found, if that makes sense. Okay, so London 10K, I've got. This Sunday, mm-hmm. which do I use? I don't mind if you, my legs are trash the next day. You run in the running. Which ones are you, you planning on running in for triathlons? Well, this this was going to be my deciding factor. Wear the new one. Let's talk. Yeah, but wear the new ones because you've done loads. <laughs> run in the new ones because you've done loads in the old ones, so you know what they're like. So run in the new ones. Yeah, I'm just very attached. Very attached. I hate change. Do you normally run in your race shoes for hard training sessions? Like a set of, like a normal track session, would you wear trainers or race shoes? I'd wear non-carbon race shoes. Mm. It depends who I'm doing it with. (laughs) (laughs) If you're flying solo. It depends also, like, no, it depends how I'm feeling as well. Like, if I feel like I need an extra boost and I'll wear race shoes, but I do try and also here it's a lot of gravel paths and I don't want to ruin my nice race shoes. So I'd rather wear yeah. like trainer trainers. Yeah, gravel road really trashes your shoes fast, doesn't it? They wear well, out. They just so don't stay as brightly colored and I like all the colors. So that's the way it is. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I interrupted your week. Go again. Oh, honestly, that that's where my week almost came to an abrupt stop um no and then I just trained like easy Monday Tuesday Wednesday and then on Wednesday I started I I had not even like a very hard ride but I had like some 15 minute efforts maybe three times 15 minute efforts yeah and I came back and I was like I don't feel good and then sure enough three days later I got out of bed and that was about it so it was that after Valentine's Day yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are we talking? Like a cold, a stomach? No, it was cold. It was just like Louis. I think basically after Barcelona it'd been it was like a really windy day and it was it's still quite fresh here in the mornings. Um so it was only like twelve degrees, but like super windy and it was such a big event it took me quite a long time to get back to change to the car and I think just like walking through Barcelona weaving my way through people um in like a wet sweaty singlet like it just ended up getting the better of me I think it happens a lot as well with the climate change like I'm worried about going so it's been 36 degrees here and then it's like zero whatever in London and I think like you say it's not just the your body sometimes can cope with one stress, so going from a hot to a cold or whatever, but it's then being around, like, it's then jumping on the plane to go to Miami. Yeah. It's then, like, being around Yeah, people. also, it's- like, you're going to do that and, like, you've been in 
Joba, you've been at home surrounded by like seeing a very, from what I can understand, like a limited number of people without that much external input, if you like, and suddenly you're going to be around like after a whole Hmm. winter of being away from it, a whole new like variation of bugs. It's a lot for your body to deal with. Yeah. My well, before I fly, I try and put that um is it Bechavan or uh tea tree oil under my nose. Mm. I don't know if it helps, but it just makes me feel a bit more like if someone sneezes on the plane, I don't freak out. Um and I guess I'll take a vitamin C as well before I jump on and then a couple of days for the next after. I don't know. Yeah. Unless anyone has before you go to vitamin C. Mm. Any suggestions on travel tips? And not getting sick during it are more than welcome for me as well. Especially like given the race calendar is like we we're expected to arrive what like five days before these events, which means like you're literally going to come off for a lot of them, come off a long haul flight, and then be there and have a lot of media stuff and a lot of carry on training, having flown across however many oceans. And it's like a lot for your body to take in. Mm. Well, Especially if you pick up your little nephew from school. That's my killer. I blame him every time. If I get sick in London, it's that germ carrier. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wait to retire to have kids then, Emma? Yeah, I think so. When I'm like 50, pop <laughs> one out. If anyone can do it, I believe in you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'm the worst mum. I'm leaving my kids for six weeks, but I feel better about it because they're going to Durban with their Gorgo and granddad. They get very spoiled. We're going to do a weigh-in before they go because they always put on a bit of chunk and a way out just to see if they have to go on boot camp when they get back. <laughs> they play fetch, don't they? <laughs> they do play fetch. That should like sausage. That's good. <laughs> It's like a life-saving exercise. Yeah, no. So Jared's good. not Jared's not traveling with you. No, he is. He is. He's doing the full okay. shebang. Yeah. Mm. So we'll be fine. That takes off a lot of the stress, especially as we're flying with three bikes. Like, um, I'm the stressor. I panic about everything. I like pre-order like all our extra luggage because I hate having arguments at the counter. And uh, oh. yeah, he chilled. That's, it's part of the travel. Oh, that's his attitude it's part of the fun it's part of the adventure and I say that now and then it stresses me out so much when I'm actually doing it I don't know how Amelia packs for six months like six weeks is yeah. killing me now and why are you taking Wasn't three it? Bikes? yeah three bikes so one for Jared so he has no excuse not to train with me um and then two I don't know. I've got my Kadex and I've got my live bike and I just, um, I'm getting a bike fit on both uh, with Matt Botchel on Monday. Um, and yeah, I'm still not sure. Like, I feel like they're good for different courses, um, but I'm not sure which what I'm going to race on yet. Wait, so which two races are you doing in your six yeah, weeks? Yeah, I'm, I'm so confused, Emma. You haven't updated us enough. Come on. Sorry. Um, I'm going to London now, going to do the Hockey 10K on Sunday. Then we fly to Miami. So we'll be there like trying to climatize for a week maybe first. Do Miami and then I'm staying on for Oceanside. Okay. Uh, 
But we'll go to Tucson in the middle. And what's Oceanside bike course like? Like it rolls. Like I wouldn't say it's hilly. Um, and there are lots of flat, fast sections, but there's also like some kickers and, yeah, I don't know. That's the one confusing me. Uh, you prefer your cadex on the flat and you live on the hills. Mm, you've got it. What do you train on? A mix of both as well. Um. Yeah. Also, like when it was set up, when my live was set up in the UCI position, I try to avoid that at all costs. Um, but then, yeah, I've literally been alternating now. One, one, one. Which do you, well, you prefer exactly as you just said, hills versus flat top. Yeah. How much is the Katie weigh? Um, I'm not actually sure. So Kdex and Liv are like brother-sister company, right? Both giant. Yeah, so all under the giant umbrella. Okay. So you got Kdex, Liv, giant. Boom. And you're sponsored by Kdex. All of it. And Liv, yeah. Okay. Just for, for everyone's information, um, Emma was drawing an umbrella over her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yep. think it was a demonstration of giant and kdex and live all being under the same umbrella and not her actually being under one you've got it am i thanks i think we should play gerard <laughs> um emma are you asking our question this week by the way no it was amelia i did no, last amelia week can I just say a massive thank you for asking that question? Because my mum messaged me two days ago. She was like, just listen to your podcast and I'm making a fruitcake for when you come over. Oh. <laughs> well, I Winning. hope you were sincere about that fruitcake then. Otherwise, you're going to be. Yeah, I, I was sincere. I didn't even know she'd listen. But now I think I also will have to do the pre and post holiday weigh in. Okay, then. Okay, on the note of holidays, here's my question. Oh, no, not holidays. Okay, let me think about this. Let's keep it triathlon-related, and let's go for... If you could hold a T100 race in any city in the world, or not city, anywhere in the world, um, and it met all... You don't have to worry about the government being on side. We'll assume that that will happen. Um. And you can design the course within that city or jurisdiction as you wish. Where would you choose? You know what? All three of us have been. I reckon the Laguna Phuket course would be pretty cool. Are you joking? I pass out every time I go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't back that idea. No. It would be a cool course, though. She's right. She is right. <laughs> Sorry, Emma. Minus the heat and 100% humidity. No, that takes all the fun out. Yeah, that's it. But I, I just, I'll back that one for the after party. But for the race, I think we should do in air conditioned facilities. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Sun City, which is just down the road from Johannesburg. Um, dry humidity, heat. No, not humidity. Dry altitude and heat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. And again, would be a rad party after. What's the bike and the swim and the run course like from there? So the run course is hard, hilly on a golf course. Um, it's it's in like a um, 
I don't know how to describe Sun City. It's like um like a big theme park type thing. Um, so there's actually a lake there. Uh and yeah, the road is the bike wouldn't be that adventurous. It's quite flat and fast. Um, but worth it for uh yeah, just being in Joburg really. Yeah, home race is good. Yeah. You don't have to get on a plane winning. The dogs would come and support us all. <laughs> the boys. Um I feel I feel like Imo's got a cracker. No, I don't really. No, I haven't got anything particularly special. But it is funny how like you tend you've tended towards your home city and I was like I was thinking about my home city, how like I would want it there. Like in I think Geneva is an amazing place for a triathlon. Like the annual Geneva triathlon completely is a huge event now over a whole weekend. But you could also make it like such an incredible bike course. I mean, the swim goes for itself is in a pristine Swiss lake, like what's not to love. And then you could do like a pretty, you could either make it a really fast flat run on tarmac or you could add in a few hills because there are hills all around the lake. So I think it could, that would be probably there to be honest. It would be quite a fun place. Geneva, Geneva is still home for you. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, I've lived there since I was eight, like always go back, you know what I mean? Like, I did one most of the, of my um, world cups there and i remember the bike being super hilly mm -hmm. you go up like the imperatrice like up towards the nation uh the united nations and it's like really it's like yeah say that again yeah yeah we oui, oui. <laughs> 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 yeah no it's it's a good place and like they do the the city when it like shuts down for a sports event is pretty cool Hmm. Okay. But yeah. Well, what about you, Amelia? She's done hers, Laguna. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Laguna. You want us all to boil it, boil away? The swim in Laguna does half in the ocean and run over a sandbar, half in a lake. Um, the bike is ridiculously short, steep, punchy hills. The run could improve. We could make that more challenging somehow. Yeah. Yeah, like through the golf course, what isn't that interesting? Well, Emma doesn't know about the run course because she doesn't make it past the first kilometer. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But um, you, I don't think you did the swim justice. You got to really talk about how you swim in the beautiful, buoyant, yeah, pristine, pristine, wonderful ocean. saline water, fish all around Run you, over a sandbank, and what happens? And then you plunge into tepid, dark, muddy waters. Dinky, <laughs> with very unknown water quality. <laughs> uh, yeah, when the Princess of Thailand race, they put all the security guards in there for the predicted time. It would take her to swim across to see if they came out in a rash. <laughs> what are you going to say to see if they came out alive? Was there <laughs> a rash? That, too. that <laughs> no. was really cool, though. Do you remember that year? Because we both did it that year, and that was seriously impressive that the Princess of Thailand like actually did the race and it wasn't it's not an easy race like those hills in um i i believe like a couple of her security guard even fell off the bike on one of the descents on the <laughs> love how amelia says that without me and amelia are pissing ourselves in Im my dead straight uh what's... but she stayed on the bike like <laughs> how is that not no funny? seriously hats off to her like that's to yeah, no, it's a beat. I agree. I mean, Emma, yeah. 
when was the last time you finished it? Uh, you know, true, true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No, I don't. It is a br- it is a brutal, and the conditions are like if you fl- you last time you did it, you flew over, had like three days of acclimatization into the heat, and then did it, which was like mad as well. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut you a tiny bit of slack. This this is why I'm missing singer. But I'm actually upset. Like it looks like a proper event there. Like I'm I'm not happy about missing it, but I think it's the worst thing. Mm. I don't know. It is 2 p.m., so I think everyone's going to struggle a little bit. Probably not Ashley Gentle, but everyone else. Everyone else. Anyways, yeah. It's a cool, It's a cool. like, I think what is cool about the T100 is, as we said last week, how varied all the races are. Yeah, Singapore is a challenging bike course. Mm. The only thing I'd say is, like, I get... I get why they had to have it spread out over such a long period of time. But if it's every year that they expect or that the races go from like March till end of like beginning of March till end of November, that's like, if it's year on year, that is a lot. Mm. But I feel like you kind of have to split it in half if you're, um, because I wanted to race in that like time that there are no races. Like I really wanted to like add some more in. And Tim's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of going to be like a, a six month kind of, you got to think of it like a six month year almost. And you like reset in that big gap in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on what type of athlete you are. I quite like a couple of shorter breaks throughout the year where you can just take a week off and reset. Yeah. And maybe as you get older, that applies as well. Like I think it's only in your early 20s that you can take a month off and then bounce on back. Oh, I, I'm I, feeling my grand age of 32. I definitely can't bounce back after a month off. Let me tell you that. By the way, you're as old as your partner. That's the age you take. Oh, yeah. No, Emma. <laughs> I'm still in my 20s, my friends. I wouldn't understand what you're talking about. At least you didn't um, say the age of your dogs. <laughs> no, that'd be weird. Also, don't eight aren't like dogs who times their number of years by like seven to have like human years or whatever. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So you just yeah. That's my twenty age. Um. So when we re-record in two weeks' time, we're gonna try and do it together in Miami together. with Jack. With Jack. So we're going to be sitting, having coffee, and Amelia's going to be telling us all about her race. I'm excited. Yeah. Like I'm excited for you to do it for yeah, oh, recording. To yeah, that too. But also for Amelia to do a full distance again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, on behalf of you guys. Yeah, do it for us. <laughs> What's the go with eight um eight girls not making the start line in Miami? I think it's just so early. Like, the, if if they told us like. In November, that we that it was going to be in March, I think a lot of people would have changed. But like, what personally, I only found out in January. Like, even for me, this is like, yeah, let's see what happens, kind of situation. Mm. But um, have they put out a start list? No, they just put out that they're missing eight women and three men from Mm -hmm. the contracted athletes. Eight wild cards. I'd give Ellie one. She's give... interested. 
and said uh I think they're like mostly six. like rolling down the list, but I do know that someone in the twenties was only asked like a day ago whether they wanted to go. Yeah, that's tough. Which is we like know the calendar two weeks out. It's quite a lot earlier, eh? Mm. Yeah. But I think these are all like growing pains that will be ironed out. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll Anyways. Imo, are you flying solo to Miami? No. My trusted Daniel will be with me. Oh, okay. So cool. da- Dan and Jared can hang out in as we're in anti-doping again. Well, that's a lot of that's a lot of coffees for um Jack, eh? No, you can't have Miami coffee. Remember, we've got to wait till San Fran. I thought it was when I next see you. That was his rule. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll fine. Have, we'll have. I'll wait. No. Well, well, the thing is, we're going to have like three occasions because it'll be like the first time it'll be just Emma and I, and then the second time in Singapore it'll be Amelia and I, and then in San Fran it'll be all of us. So every time there is something to celebrate. <laughs> I feel like you've got the best deal out of this scenario. Yeah. Oh. And then Las Vegas it will be just <laughs> me and Amelia. Yeah, you're oh, missing yeah, out. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Yeah, I don't... Vegas. Yeah. Like the old camp days. Oh, you two. Absolute danger zones. <laughs> How you two have matured. <laughs> I hope oh, you're great. Thank you. Oh, Emma's gotten younger, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's Absolutely. still in her 20s. Hang on, wait. How old's Polizzi? 30. Five? Early 40s? I thought I was 31 a couple of days ago. It's only recently that I realised I was 32 and someone did the maths for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I know. That's a sign of old age when you start forgetting how old you are. Yeah, when you lose count. It's always a sign of there being just too many years. But, yeah. Anyways, good luck, Amelia. Good luck, Amelia. We'll be following. We'll be, we'll be checking. Safe travels to Miami. I look forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. See you soon, Thank Emma. You. And good luck with your shoe choice, Emma, most importantly. No, yeah, I'm going to go one on the left, one on the right, and then I'll tell you which leg was faster. Terrible idea. Sorted. And which one's more painful afterwards, the day after? Yeah. Done. I'm glad that she takes her own top tips into play. all right guys take care Bye. bye bye